There are a lot of people out there that will try to take advantage of raw situations. A fender bender oftentimes results in a personal lawsuit if the suing party feels they have an off chance of obtaining money from someone else, especially someone who has some money saved up. If you're driving down the road and you get rear-ended by somebody, you didn't even do it. You step out of the car and you say, hey, I'm a physician. Are you okay? That first little phrase there, letting you know you are a physician, even if you're in residency, it adds an unnecessary target on you for someone to say, hey, I just got in a car accident with a physician. I want their hard work. I'm going to sue them. That's obviously a frivolous lawsuit, but I have seen frivolous lawsuits be lost for multitude of reasons. Welcome to the M Advisor Podcast. I'm Paul Morton. The M Advisor Podcast is a financial podcast for busy professionals to get insights into the emotional side of finances. Understanding what to do with your finances is important, but it's also equally important to understand why. The M Advisor Podcast exists to help you get a clear vision about your money, what steps you should consider, and why you should consider them. Everyone is different, and we should celebrate that. Every financial plan should be different, too. Music is used with permission from Forum. Please find the band Forum on Spotify. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendation or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member of FINRA, SIPC. Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the M-Advisor podcast. I'm Paul Morton. The last couple of episodes were discussing some fundamentals in financial planning, more specifically protecting income in a financial plan. The first one of these two episodes was discussing how to protect against loss of income for your family against premature death. And the last podcast episode was focusing on how to protect your income in the event of sickness or an injury. And we focused on diversifying income and or using disability insurance to solve that need as well. In this particular episode, we will talk about protecting income and protecting assets in events that we may not necessarily be able to control, but it's not so straightforward. We are talking about protecting income in the event of a lawsuit. Many of my clients wear white coats during their job or have stethoscopes. Many have cars with license plates and a little frame around the license plate that says, hey, I'm a doctor or hey, I'm a dentist. And that's all well and good. But what that can do is essentially put a target on you for personal lawsuit. And I'm not talking about a lawsuit from your work. I am talking about personal lawsuit. Personal lawsuit is oftentimes something that we cannot control. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there that will try to take advantage of raw situations. 
a fender bender oftentimes results in a personal lawsuit if the suing party feels they have an off chance of obtaining money from someone else, especially someone who has some money saved up. If you're driving down the road and you get rear-ended by somebody, you didn't even do it. You step out of the car and you say, hey, I'm a physician. Are you okay? That first little phrase there, letting you know you are a physician, even if you're in residency, it adds an unnecessary target on you for someone to say, hey, I just got in a car accident with a physician. I want their hard work. I'm going to sue them. That's obviously a frivolous lawsuit, but I have seen frivolous lawsuits be lost for multitude of reasons. And one of those reasons is a physician who just didn't have time and capacity to fight a lawsuit. So they couldn't show up because life was so busy and lost. Those kind of things can be life-changing. A way to protect against this is actually very simple. It's called umbrella insurance or excess liability insurance. And how to obtain an umbrella insurance policy is also really simple. If you drive a car and you have car insurance, all you do is you add it to your car insurance policy. So you call your insurance agent and you say, hey, can I have a quote for umbrella insurance? I'm going to give you a set of tools, essentially, to quote some umbrella insurance and just give your car insurance guy or gal a phone call. And here's what you're looking for, because it adds on top of your car insurance. And your car insurance has to be set at a certain limit in order to justify additional insurance for what the umbrella insurance provides, which is lawsuit protection. And your car insurance, as it stands now, is your first line of defense against personal lawsuit. So you have to have your car insurance at a certain level. And it's usually increased from what was sold to you by your car insurance agent. Car insurance in and of itself is super expensive, typically, compared to every $1,000 of benefit of umbrella insurance. So what you really want to do is minimize your car insurance and maximize your umbrella insurance. So you don't want the maximum amount of car insurance, typically, that a carrier will provide. What you want is you actually want the minimum amount of car insurance a car insurance company will provide you while still offering you an umbrella policy. So the conversation goes something like this. Hey, Mr. or Mrs. Car Insurance Agent, can I have a quote to change my car insurance for the following? Can you quote me the minimum necessary to justify an umbrella insurance? And then quote me umbrella insurance. An umbrella insurance is typically offered in units of $1 million. So for every single dental student, medical resident or fellow, or growing business owner, or aspiring executive, I typically recommend to have at least a million dollars of umbrella insurance. As you are growing in your career, even though you might have zero assets, As you're growing in your career, there is still a target of success on your back. 
even if it's future success. So protecting that future is important. Why does this matter? If you lose a lawsuit, your wages could be garnished if you have no other assets to pay off the lawsuit. So this is directly protecting income. It is also directly protecting assets. If you lose a lawsuit, your stock portfolio is gone, potentially. Your checking account can be gone, potentially. Your retirement account can need to be liquidated, potentially. And then you just add more debt if you can't pay the rest of the judgment should you lose a personal lawsuit. Umbrella insurance is a fundamental component of protecting income. And income is your financial plan's most valuable resource. Now, a little bit further about how to obtain your umbrella insurance policy. So if you have a a solid driving record, you don't have just tons and tons and tons of real estate, a farm, or 16-year-old kids, then umbrella insurance is something like two to $300 per year for a million dollars of umbrella insurance. That's like $16 to $20 per month for a million dollars of personal asset protection. Now, if you have 16-year-old kids driving, the insurance is more expensive. And you'll need to raise your car insurance to the minimum necessary to add the umbrella policy. One conversation you will also want to have with your car insurance agent is a conversation about deductibles. Deductibles aren't the most important part of an insurance policy, but they do determine the price of the insurance policy. What you would want to review in your deductibles are comprehensive deductibles and collision deductibles. And typically, they will be sold to you in low figures, such as $250 to $500. The lower the deductible, the higher the premium. So what I typically recommend, if you don't have a higher deductible already, I recommend at least considering a higher deductible. Looking at a $1,000 deductible, or depending on your liquidity, if you've satisfied a lot of your liquidity goals and savings goals, nothing wrong with $1,500 or $2,000 deductibles, if you're comfortable with that. But I feel like $1,000 for many people is a nice place to sit. So look at raising your deductible to $1,000. That premium savings usually offsets the addition of your car insurance to get the levels at the right spot to justify the umbrella policy. And sometimes, depending on the insurance company, raising the deductibles can even pay for the umbrella policy altogether. From changing from, let's say, a $500 deductible to a $1,000 deductible, you intentionally take on the first $500 of upfront risk, and in exchange for that, you add a million dollars plus of lawsuit protection. Let me say that again. You take on an additional $500 of upfront risk. So if you get in a situation where you make a claim on your car insurance, then the claim is reduced by $1,000 instead of reduced by $500, the way the deductible works. And in exchange for that, you add over a million dollars of personal lawsuit protection. 
And that is how you can add an umbrella policy to your insurance portfolio and feel good about owning this particular type of insurance because not only do you own the proper kind of insurance, maybe the right kind of insurance, but you also own your insurance efficiently, meaning you're doing just about everything you can to pay the least amount of money for your insurance to get the most out of your insurance benefit. Before we close this episode, if you live in a place like New York City and you don't drive a car, then it gets a little trickier because umbrella insurance, while you can buy it as a standalone item, it almost always has to accompany a car insurance policy. So what you need to do is you have to purchase what's called a named non-owner policy, which is basically a car insurance policy for someone who doesn't drive a car, which is kind of silly. And then from there, you can add the umbrella insurance. So then you can just gauge on the importance of this type of insurance on if it is worth it to add both of those policies, basically. If your particular car insurance company doesn't offer umbrella insurance, because they don't always offer umbrella insurance. I know there are some carriers out there who do not offer it. You can go purchase a standalone umbrella policy. So ask your car insurance agent if they say, oh, well, you know, this particular company doesn't offer it, then ask them for a standalone umbrella insurance policy. It works the same way. In order to obtain a standalone umbrella insurance policy, they will need to verify or have you sign off that you carry a certain limit or a certain amount of car insurance before that umbrella insurance is either issued or pays a claim. Sometimes they don't check for that till on the back end, but they tell you on the front end, you have to have your car insurance at this amount before we'll pay an umbrella policy claim. Well, I hope this was helpful. Again, I'm Paul Morton. Thank you for listening to the M Advisor podcast. You can connect with me and find me at www.m-advisor.com. I have content up there. I hold a blog up there. And if you have questions, reach out. I would love to hear from you. And I look forward to our next episode.